beneath the clothes, we find a man. And beneath the man, we find his nucleus. Hello, everybody, and welcome to A Hispanard. This is actually the second attempt at this podcast. I wanted to put it out uh, this past Friday. Unfortunately, that did not happen, and for a couple of reasons. One, what I was talking about, I, it didn't end up going very long, and not that a short pod is a bad thing at all. In fact, Probably some of you would appreciate shorter podcasts from me. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, it just, I i didn't feel like I captured what I was trying to say um, concerning the Marvels, the new MCU movie that is out, uh, that just came out this past weekend. And uh, so I just let it cool off and, and let myself kind of re rethink it and uh, restructure in my brain what it is that I want to say. And actually, I ended up, uh, I'm glad that I did because in the time that the Marvels happened, a couple of trailers got dropped as well. And it helped me, those trailers for other movies actually helped me refocus and rethink what it is that I wanted to say. Now, uh, you'll see it now in uh, what, what you would call, um, what is it? Uh, mainstream entertainment media. You know, there, there, there's so many um, different things that you have to now contend with as far as information and labeling of things. There was a, there was a point in time where media was just media. And then the rise of new media came into play. And new media was blogs, substacks, podcasts. You know, the, these were people that were did not go to school, did not go to journalism school, and uh, instead were just giving you their opinion about any given thing. And they could be wildly wrong or they could be right, uh, depending on who the person is and and uh, how much research they've done or how many people they bring in who are experts to talk about uh whatever the thing is joe rogan is a prime example of this he is a non-expert who will consistently bring in a bunch of experts in various fields and he will have an open dialogue with them and give them enough time where they're able to express uh for the most part pretty pretty cohesive you know um What's the word that I'm, I'm trying to say here? But I'm in very much detail, basically, uh, whatever the position is or whatever the the particular thing they happen to be talking about. So you got on that end, you have you know someone like Joe Ro Joe Rogan who's a facilitator, and then on the other end, you'll have someone um, I don't know who just yeah, kind of rants on their own and and gives you their opinions and their thoughts, and they're not an expert on anything. That would be me. I, I'm at the far extreme low end 
uh, of uh, of that. You know, certainly there's many, many people that that do this way better than I do and do it more succinctly and and get to the point uh, much quicker. I couple people that I recommend uh, for that kind of stuff is uh, the Critical Drinker, Valiant Renegade, and uh, Nerd Erotic. Like those guys put out great videos that break down some of the issues or 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 some of the great things about whatever you know media is out there and and i and i'm talking about um geek you know uh geek media basically so i i got far off field so what i was trying to say is there used to be regular media and then there was new media and then and uh regular media consisted of uh you know la times abc nbc cnn fox uh, New York Times, things like that. And then you all of a sudden started getting uh, things like the, the guys that I just mentioned, where they were new media or Joe Rogan or, uh, uh, you know, uh, more uh, opinion pieces uh, and, and opinion uh, platforms. And when the two things, I guess this is a point that I'm trying to get to, when the two things collide and start to agree on, on an issue, I feel like that's a signal that whatever the thing is, it's breached beyond specific circles, cliques, or groups, or tribes. And the Marvels, the you know the new Marvel Studios uh, film that is out there, has become one of those things in society. So you've got you've got new media talking about how much trouble the MCU's in the you know Marvel Studios Disney and then now you have places like Variety and Entertainment Weekly that are now catching up and and both old media and new media are agreeing with each other there is a problem here we all can see it now that has no bearing and is actually uh well that has no bearing on people online people online are severely disconnected uh particularly the fandom but as well we've now come to the realization that the things that you see online which we knew this for a while but i'd ra i'd like to hammer the point that the things that we often see online we are now starting everybody's starting to realize how much of a lie, how much of a grift, how much of a bought and paid for, uh, you know, a type of deal is, is happening online. Prime example of that is, uh, the marbles. Again, I hate to hammer them, but I mean, they are the, you know, they're, they're the spotlight of the moment. And, uh, you have a massive disconnect between the lack of audience that went to go see the Marvels this weekend and, uh, you know, and the attention and absurd over the top love that it is getting online. There is no doubt that some of that is coming from real people, but a lot of that is coming from paid bots. And who is paying for these bots? Well, it's Disney. 100% some of the absurd over the top love that is uh coming at this film 
it, it just does not read like a regular or real human being. It's not the way that people tend to talk. And there's patterns that popped up a couple of years ago that if you were looking, then you would start noticing similar language over and over again. Now, that's actually a really great example of old media where somebody had put together what's called a supercut where they took a bunch of different videos from different me uh, old media and then they went ahead and put them all together and it was shocking and frightening to hear i don't know 20 30 different uh people in old media on television saying the exact same thing about something like for example covid where they were saying that you know the shots that they are safe and and uh they are recommended and you you see person after person after person just saying the exact same thing so much so that they were able to sync up all the different videos and it's just this echo chamber reverberation of same you know talking points it was wild and uh so you see that in the form of bots on you know something like twitter or instagram just over and over how fun the movie is how the three ladies are great how the yeah sure the plot of the movie is not the best you know it drops here and there but overall it's a fun movie it's exactly what a superhero movie should be this is a triumph it's the number one movie in the world this is you know but just over and over and over again and it doesn't do society any good you're not doing any favors to anybody when you don't tell the truth. And that's exactly the thing that we're all contending with right now is how blatant the lies are, how much gaslighting is put out there for the general population. And, and what's heartening to me is how much all that stuff doesn't make a difference. Because I was, ta I was talking to my wife about this the other night that if social media was was real and if it was super impactful and i'm not saying that it's not impactful particularly to a certain uh, segment of the population because it is there's studies out there that show certain segments of the population certain age groups definitely are impacted heavily by social media but if social media was impactful as people online feel that it is well then the Marvels would have made a billion dollars opening weekend. It would be one of the highest grossing Marvel films of all time. It would be critically acclaimed. It would be on its way to getting multiple Oscars. But that's not reality. That's not truth. And uh, I think the faster that, you know, Disney slash Marvel is able to, you know, come to a realization about this fact and and they're able to to reconcile the problems that are happening within you know the company at, and how it's what they're aiming for is not being reflected in the outside world the quicker they can write the ship now can they write the ship i don't know i really don't and then on top of that uh you know there's a bunch of small companies that are nipping at their heels so you've got you got a lot of issues going on. And this is kind of my, my bigger point that I wanted to make when I thought about this movie and I thought about the problems that are going on with this movie. Now, I've seen it twice. And um, 
from the first time that I saw it to you know when I saw this this past weekend, uh, there was no changes to the movie at all. There was a couple of, of additions, but no changes. Uh, I'm I, I I can I can go ahead and open up and and be transparent now that I got invited to a screening for it over a year and a half ago. I believe it's been over a year and a half. And from the version that I saw there to the version that is out this weekend, I, I, I didn't see any changes. I, what I saw was the finishing of special effects and things like that. But when it came to the story and structure and what they were aiming to do, that there were no changes, none. So there were, which is what makes it a head scratcher for me because between the time that I saw the movie to, to now there were reports that there had been, um, pickup shots and some, some reworking of the, uh, of the film that, that they had filmed, you know, uh, extra scenes and all this stuff. Uh, and, and it would, it had been reported about a month before the movie came out, maybe two months before the movie came out. There were all these reports about how they'd gotten everybody back together to do all these reshoots. And, and this was right before the writers and the, uh, the actors strike had happened. Uh, but I believe this was reported about two months ago, which, you know, the writers and actors strike was in full swing. So when all of this had happened, it had been before that I saw none of that on screen and if by getting you know uh, uh getting production back up and running for that and and filming all the extra stuff and adding things if if what they're talking about is the the uh end credit and the little blurb at the end of the movie well that would have taken like a day to film or less you know maybe maybe one day to film. And then after that, you give it to the special effects guys and they finish up what needs to be finished. It just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't jive with the reality of what I saw. And what I saw was a movie that was in disarray. I saw a movie that did not, um, structurally, it didn't make any sense. Uh, you know, they opened a bunch of story loops and they decided not to close them. And I don't know if it's because, you know, the, the writer or writers just weren't talented enough to do it. Or if it's fallen into more of a, what is currently happening, uh, with a lot of new media uh, or not. Yeah. New, new media, new movies and, you know, TV shows and things where the, the writing is, there's a lot of ambiguity. A lot of things are left up in the air and they're left for, for the, uh, audience to close the loop on which is, you know, super duper lazy writing. Don't open doors that you can't close. And that's exactly what has been happening that I've seen over and over and over again, which is exactly the thing that has caused audiences not to trust you on top of all the other stuff that, you know, people, uh, uh, you know, studios try to pile on. A great example of that, uh, I don't watch TV anymore, meaning I don't watch uh, set, you know, satellite TV or whatever you call it, where, uh, you've got commercials and, and, and like, I don't watch any of that. I want, you know, all my focus is on streaming. I don't like commercials. I never liked commercials to begin with way back in the day, but, but when my wife and I were out, uh, having dinner, 
I we, we there was a TV next to us at the joint that we were eating at, and uh, with the sound down periodically, I would look over and see what was on the TV because there was a sports uh, game going on, and I would look over and I'd see a commercial, and I could tell you exactly what the commercial was pushing without any volume up, and and a lot of the things that were in the commercial were all these not so subtle um inclusions of things that i wouldn't want my kids watching i don't it there's so much weird confusion that gets put on commercials where you go well that's not normal and that's not the you know that's not an average thing that is an exception right there and why are you pushing this so hard so you know that's something that um that unfortunately bled into all of our media at every single level. Now, sometimes it's done really well and it's written really well and you don't push against it in the sense of you don't go, well, this, this thing is out of place. You know, if, if I'm watching an example, if I'm watching murders in the building and the main character has a neighbor who is, uh, basically i mean he's basically what you would describe as a cat lady uh meaning you know a single person that has a cat or cats and is a shut-in but in this case they play with that idea a little bit and it's a dude instead of a lady and he's gay you know and there's a potential for him to find love and romance at some point there's nothing really for for the mind to go well that doesn't make any sense you know that that is uh that's out of place no that's that's normal that's reality that's what's walking in the world the same way that you've got uh you know different cultures and races living in america you got serial killers you've got regular people you've got super kind people you've got grumpy people you've got everything and so when that is represented on screen and something like that you just don't push back against it you go yeah okay so they wrote this character and maybe he's not my favorite character maybe he is i don't know uh but whatever like it's not something that your brain pushes against as opposed to if you're in a i don't know fantasy medieval setting and you've got you know people living in a castle with a town nearby and then in that town you've got you know some kind of orc green weird creature that identifies as gay or lesbian or whatever and then it proceeds to to tell you how it identifies and you know why that's important and it gives you a life lesson your brain goes wait 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 hold on hold on <laughs> i'm here to see wizards and knights and princesses and i'm here to to see epic battles and i'm here to see you know the the fight between good and evil i i why why do i have a, a non-binary orc telling me it's you know life story and how i'm prejudiced because i do not accept you know whatever it, the, <laughs> in the rush to to try and socially engineer society these companies are not doing a very good job and a lot of people are going no i'm not interested no thanks uh you know the, there's a small segment of the population that will die for this stuff but the majority of the people are just like no tell me a good story 
And, uh, you know, interestingly enough, and thankfully, there was none of that in the Marvels, getting back to that movie. Rather, the Marvels, actually, the worst sin of the Marvels, in my opinion, is that the story doesn't, it doesn't go anywhere. It means nothing. It means nothing to the overall MCU and it means nothing in the moment of of what is being told. And so here we go. We're going to go in some, into some spoiler territory. If you have not watched it and you want to see it, at this point, I would say, you know, pause this, watch the movie, come back and finish it. I would appreciate if you did. And then also, if you, you know, are interested in, in debating, I'm, I'm on Twitter, a Hispanic. You could find me there. You could find me pretty much all over the place. Or you can even... even you know, leave a, a comment on on uh, my podcast, but the Marvels. So, where do I begin? It, it's uh, so so the Marvels. It, it, the the basic premise is uh, Captain Marvel is is out in the universe. Carol Danvers, and she's by herself, and she's working with Nick Fury. Who, um, and by the way. You would think that you would have to watch Secret Invasion. You'd have to watch uh, Miss Marvel, the the Disney Plus show. You'd have to watch the original Captain Marvel. I mean, the way they made the trailer, you'd have to watch Infinity Game and Endgame, and you'd you know you'd have to watch all these things in order to make sense of what's happening in this movie. No, that's a lie. You not even close. You don't have to watch any of these things in order to get the basic premise of what they're trying to tell uh you know the story that they're trying to tell but um yeah i'll, I'll start a little bit uh more to the beginning you you see the main bad guy which is this gender swapped uh villain from the comics and she's looking for a bracelet and she finds the bracelet the bracelet that she finds is the other half of the bracelet that the little girl miss marvel has that was uh mailed to her by her grandmother on the TV show. After the third episode, I just bailed out because I'm like, this isn't for me. And it, apparently it wasn't for my kids or anybody else in my family either because they decided to bail as well. So we didn't finish that show. But so she gets this, this uh, magic band and puts it on and there's no explanation of exactly what it does in the sense of like, you see her put it on and she, it it affects her physically in some way, but we don't know in what way it does, other than it looks like it gives her like an, a weird instant high. I don't know, but uh, apparently this these bands can open portals that you know spaceships and individuals can travel through. We're not really ever told exactly how that works or, or, or why they were or how, who, you know, who's supposed to be holding these things. Uh, we, we know nothing about them. And throughout the entire movie, you end up not learning a single, you know, bit of information on, on these magical MacGuffins. But um, so you see the bad guy achieve part of her goal. And then you see Captain Marvel is out in space all alone. She's in communication with Nick Fury, who's running a 
space orbital space station uh we don't get any background information on any of that either you you don't get it in secret invasion and you certainly don't get it in this movie at all don't know who sanctioned it don't know what's going on i think it was mentioned for a brief time on uh wandavision but again it was just an aside it wasn't actually part of the plot um so the bad guy uh she ends up opening um one of those portals and for for whatever weird reason and, and that's another thing too uh the little miss marvel her band does not do any of that and there's not an explanation as to why her bands don't open up portals they just don't like one does one doesn't we don't know why we actually don't even know what miss marvel's bands do because according to marvel the the official website places her as a uh, mutant so her abilities don't come from the bands they come from her x gene uh but again none of that is explained there's no reason to to you know it's too much work apparently to to break everything down and give you origin stories that make sense so one band opens up space portals one band doesn't we don't even know what the other band really does other than the little miss marvel girl has it you know she's got the other half so bad guy opens a portal uh another portal opens up and so it opens up in two places in space but for no apparent reason that anybody can explain so bad guy opens it up in one side of of the universe but she doesn't come through over to our like our space where where our planet is there's just another hole there and so captain marvel goes and checks that one out and then you got monica rambo over on our end she goes and checks out the one that opened by the station uh her and captain marvel and the little girl instantly become quantumly entangled because of what captain marvel and monica rambo do because they both touch the opening at the same time that causes all three of them to be quantumly entangled and connected which then means that whenever they use their powers they they um they split not not split but they switch places wherever they might be and then this is where you start to run into some real major story issues for example monica rambo is in a spacesuit and she's out checking this thing out the little miss marvel girl is on earth in her room uh, when they both end up using their powers they both switch places for some strange reason monica rambo's spacesuit doesn't travel with her but the rest of her clothes do so the clothes that she's wearing inside of the spacesuit those teleport to where the little girl is the little girl teleports into her spacesuit rather than monica rambo just teleporting nude into wherever the little girl is and little girl teleporting nude into where she is and they switch everything uh it's it's a selective thing for some reason they're allowed to take their clothes with them which saves the little girl from exploding in outer space when she lands inside of the uh the spacesuit how does that work uh, no explanation don't need it you know it's a marvel movie 
just put your brain off to the side. It doesn't matter that they used to know how to, you know, open story loops and then close them and give you proper explanations for whatever, you know, device or thing that they were, that they were doing. Um, so you end up finding out in the movie that all three are connected, all three switch places that this causes wacky, you know, wacky moments to ensue. And here's another problem with the movie is the action. The action is terrible. The, the directing, the cinematography, terrible, the special effects, terrible. And, uh, you know, the, the things that are implied as well. That, so here's an interesting thing about the movie. It's not like the movie is like heavily woke as, as people explain woke. It's not that, but the movie is all girl power, 100% and, and every single facet it is girl on girl on girl on girl power. You know, the, this entire movie was made, I think for women by women. I think I'm, I'm still confused about that. I'm not, not really sure what audience that they were trying to target. My teenage girl isn't interested in seeing it. My, my adult girls aren't interested in seeing it. My wife gave a pass on it. Um, I, the, if, if a guy goes in to see this, I think they're going to be like, okay, this is, I don't understand some of this of, as to why I should be caring about this. Um, and then again, story-wise, structurally, this movie is just a mess. It doesn't know what it wants to be. Doesn't know if it wants to be a, a comedy or action or a musical. Yeah, there's a musical uh, component to this movie, uh, which is, you know, when I I saw it a year and a half ago uh, with the test screening, we all said the same thing. Like that is just jarringly out of place, and you should take that out. Nah, no, we just keep it in there. We we'll keep it in there because we already paid too much money for this sequence, and. Uh, Plus we have this Asian K-pop star, you know, in there. And so we're, we're targeting that audience as well. Uh, this movie was a, a, like a, a good recipe that, that once it was all put together, ended up producing, ended up producing a disgusting, you know, um, uh, final of a, of a cake. So that, I mean, that, I think that's what this was supposed to be. This was supposed to be, you get all these various ingredients and they're all going to work out great. And you come to find out that no, actually this is, this produces the most horrible conclusion to a dessert that you were looking forward to. And it's the best way to describe it is this movie is, is fluff. It is empty, empty calories. Uh, in fact, it, it's going to rot your teeth out if you watch it because there's nothing to it. There's nothing to grab onto nothing. Unfortunately that I can celebrate. Uh, I mean, I did like Monica Rambo and I did like the little girl, the Miss Marvel girl, though they are difficult not to enjoy because their personalities, like you can tell that if you were just having lunch with them, you would enjoy talking to them because they, they, they have, they have this sweetness to them. Uh, I can't say that about Brie Larson. Everything that I, every time I see that girl talk, 
or act it just it's very very unappealing you know package as a whole and that's a bummer because she might be a really nice person i don't know but doesn't come across as likable to me the other two do come across as likable but there's not enough there to make me like the movie as a whole uh i'm exhausted even just thinking about the whole thing i can't go into all spoilers for the entire movie i will just say that the reasons why the bad guy is upset and what what her motivations are don't make any sense in terms of how this person decides to execute their revenge plan this movie would have been way way better served instead of going giant and cosmic and and really just kind of ruining your budget you know on all these gigantic uh over the top set pieces that didn't pay off rather than doing that i think this story would have been so much better if it had been the story of of the main bad guy's girl um going out for revenge after uh captain marvel and turning this into like a mystery meaning captain marvel's out in space she gets contacted by nick fury nick fury says hey we can't find let's start let's start with monica rambo because monica rambo is is the uh the bridge connection between her old life and who she is now so you know, we can't find Monica anywhere. We think that she's been abducted. We don't know if she's dead or not. And, you know, you see the, the guilt on Captain Marvel of, like, she wasn't there for her when she was a little girl after her mom passed. And now she's not there for her as an adult. And she's in trouble. This sets her off to go on a search to try to figure out what's happening. Along the way, more people that captain marvel either cares about or has worked with and has formed a, a tight relationship with they start to disappear as well and as each one of those uh people disappear you get little two minute flashbacks of interactions between her and captain marvel and so you get that little bridge connection and you get to see why these what these people have in common which is captain marvel is what they have in common why they're meaningful and then what's happening to them and basically you kind of retell part of the the toy story 3 plot where you get all these people together and uh somehow the main bad guy has depowered captain marvel and now she's going to be made to watch these people suffer and die at the hands of the bad guy something is able to reignite her abilities she's able to save everybody and then bring everything to a conclusion. I think that story would have been far better. You could have still had her traveling maybe from planet to planet as she's chasing the main bad guy because the main bad guy has a a mobile, you know, like prison where she's keeping, you know, various uh people from Carol's past and present. Um at some point the, per, the her point man, her man in the chair which is Nick Fury, at some point he gets taken too. So now she's, you know, left kind of directionless. He was helping her pinpoint all the different places that she needed to go. So she ends up figuring out, uh, you know, a different way 
to uh, to make this happen, to be able to find uh, this trail. And maybe in the process of that, she ends up enlisting the help of either uh, a new Avenger or or an older Avenger that we haven't seen in a while, or maybe even fold in one of the Eternals. Or They could have made this movie into such a better premise, and it could have been a mystery whodunit, and it could have still been somewhat cosmic. I mean, it would have been awesome if she would have, uh, you know, grabbed up Peter Quill or or one of the other Guardians of the Galaxy, maybe Rocket, to help her along. You know, like they could have weaved in and out various MCU people that we already know and love, even to help her along the way to get to the the final, you know, the the final boss fight and and be the hero that she needs to be or or they could have just told the story of how after she became captain marvel something prompted her to make the decision to go back to hala hala and destroy the uh the uh central intelligence or whatever the thing is called that the ai that that controls you know the Kree empire and you could have seen what leads her up to that moment how she gets it destroyed what the ramifications of that destruction are and then a resolution but all based around that that would have been a better story than this attempt at serious but wacky but musical but action but you know like emma uh what so yeah everybody can see it now mainstream entertainment media new entertainment media everybody is agreeing on the same thing marvel has a problem big problem uh disney has a problem they cannot get any of their movies back up to a billion anymore and the production price on these things is out of control there is one amount that they that they put out to the public and then there's another amount that is the reality of the situation so the production budget for the marvels was 200 million that's actually not what the movie ended up costing currently what is being reported is that this movie actually cost 270 million after all of the reshoots and everything else what they reshot i have no clue i don't understand how the the little two end tags could possibly ever amount to 70 million more dollars that makes zero sense i mean someone is stealing money from the company that's the only way to to explain that but so the movie's being reported at 270 million and then on top of that with all of the marketing that they did for this movie the insane push of marketing they did for this movie where they rented out the sphere over in Vegas, the place where I went to go see you two, they rented that entire thing out and they did the, uh, the red carpet in Vegas from that to all the TV spots, everything on social media, everything in uh, on buses. And I mean, let's say minimum, minimum, another hundred million 
I, I think it's probably, I think the marketing probably was closer to 150 million, if, if I'm being honest. But let's let's go on the low end and say it was 100 million. So you've got $270 million production plus another 100 million. This movie already costs you $370 million just to make. That That's insane. And you've got to, this movie has to make 800 to 900 million, 900 million dollars just to break even. And it is not going to make that. It's not even going to come close to being able to do that. It over the, over this three day weekend, it made 45 million, I think 45 to 49 million, or maybe 42 to 45, 42 to 45 million domestically. And then I think 65 million internationally, which means multiple countries all across Asia, Europe, everywhere. So the grand total, it, it, it's sitting at like 102 or 104 million, I think currently. After your first weekend, the drop-off for movies is insane. Very, very, very rarely does a movie actually start going up or maintain the, the level of money that it made on its opening weekend. And a lot of that is because of word of mouth. A lot of people wait to get to, to hear from their friends and family or, or from trusted sources before they'll venture out and actually, you know, give this thing its dollars on the second weekend and take their family to it. This movie is getting such bad reviews and such bad reception that its second weekend is toast that this movie may not even make it to Ant-Man Quantumania levels. That movie ended its run with 465 million, I believe, which was a complete disaster for that movie. Because again, that movie was budgeted at 200 million and then another hundred million for marketing. So it didn't make its money back. It lost a ton of money for, for Disney Marvel. This movie might actually do way worse than that. It's second weekend. It's third weekend. This movie doesn't have what they call legs. It is going to crash and burn in the most disastrous way that we have ever seen for any Marvel film. It is crazy. This is crazy. And the budgets are out of control. They just are. The, the budgets for, for the production and budgets for marketing, they're insane. Something's got to change. Something has to change because you can't keep going this way. You can't keep losing this much money. It's, it's not sustainable uh, for the long term. Curious to see what they're going to do. I hope they do something because, man, it's, it is bad. Anyway, that's my Marvel's review. That's my little rant. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for being with me every single week. Sorry that this is late. I appreciate you guys. Stay safe out there. I love you guys. Drink your water, eat your vegetables, and take your vitamins. And I will talk to you later. Bye.